Your property podcast comes to you with thanks to our friends at Trafalgar Square Finance, leading independent specialists in mortgages and all types of property finance. Whether it's buy-to-let, development or bridging finance, Trafalgar Square can help you organise your funding for your next property project. Exclusively to listeners of Your Property Podcast, Trafalgar Square offer a free one-to-one consultation. So whether you are a portfolio landlord looking to raise funds on your existing portfolio, or if you're just starting out and want to find out if you are eligible for a buy-to-let mortgage, Trafalgar Square Finance can help. It's easy to book with one of their experienced consultants by simply visiting yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash finance. You can find this link in the show notes for more details. Hello and welcome to Your Property Podcast. My name is Michelle Cairns and today is the 17th of March 2022. With us we have got Mark Simpson here. Hi Mark. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Excited to be on the podcast. It's great to have you on. Uh, I know we've spoke before about what you're up to and I'll just give people a quick uh, a quick overview about yourself so they get an idea. So Mark, you are a an author of the best-selling book, The Book Direct Playbook. You've been involved in hospitality and the short-stay accommodation since the age of four. Um, and you have built your recent business called Boostly to help hospitality owners anywhere in the world get the tactics, the tools, the knowledge and the confidence to increase their direct bookings. So today we're going to be talking about um, service accommodation, otherwise known as Airbnb, short-term rentals. It goes under many different names, doesn't it? But, um, you know, your speciality within this industry really is uh, helping people with the direct booking. So let's just jump in and say, you know, why is there a need for your book, basically? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) my book in particular. Yeah. Uh, So basically the the whole direct booking um, sort of movement it, it wasn't created by me. It's been around for many, many years. I, I would just say I'm the loudest person talking about it. And the reason why it is so important, and I think it's really become important in the last couple of years, is that there's too many property people, whether they're doing the service accommodation model, whether they're doing the rent-to-rent, the management, or even if they're owning and they're then putting it out to, to, to get guests coming in, they're so reliant on one platform. And that one platform could be booking.com, that one platform could be Airbnb, that one platform could be whatever it may be, but they're so reliant on one platform or reliant on two platforms like Airbnb and booking.com. And when you become over-reliant on something, you are literally playing by their rules. And by literally a click of the finger, they could take you off their site. I've seen it with Airbnb. They could shut down your listings. I've seen it with Airbnb. They could, um, what's called a shadow ban, which means that they just mean that your property is not visible at all on the platform. I've seen that on booking.com in particular. And if that was to happen to you, and it's happened to many, so don't think it won't happen to me, then if you're so reliant for your bookings and your profit and your money coming in, and that disappears, and especially if you're doing the rent-to-rent model, then you've got bills to pay. You know, Even if you've got, you're buying, you've probably still got all those bills to pay doesn't matter what model you've got, you've got bills to pay, staff to pay, et cetera. So you're over-reliant on it. And this is why it's really important. And when I say direct bookings, people go, oh, you mean when a guest rebooks? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a direct booking. And it is so important. And so many people don't understand what it is. Some of people can't explain what it is. 
And if you don't know what it is, and if you can't explain what it is, then how are you going to explain it to your guests? And this is the most important thing. This is why I started doing this. My goal is to help 1 million hosts re-educate themselves and cut down on their over-reliance because then those 1 million hosts will then be able to educate their guests. And if they have, say, an average of 1,000 guests come through, then we're really going to make a big chunk of um, awareness and effectiveness in this industry because at the present moment in time, Booking.com, Airbnb, the Expedia group, they look at hosts between one and a hundred properties and they don't think that we know how to do our own marketing. They, they dismiss it. And because of that, they're never going to actually treat us as partners as such, because they, when it's a partnership, you want to be able to have a clear line of communication. You want to be able to feel like you are on the same side, but at the present moment in time, because they are, they've got shareholders, stockholders on the IPO, they only care about one thing and one thing only. And that's their stockholders and their shareholders and the guests and that's it so we need to we need to balance that out but to do that to do all these big amazing big things we have to start off by simply making sure that you know how to market your business how to have a website that works how to brand it who to attract and that's literally why i put the book together so if you're watching on the video that is why i put the book together because i've been doing this for like I said, I've been in hospitality since four, but I wasn't, you know, running a business at four. I could barely walk, <laughs> but I could, uh, I grew up in it. So I, I was born into a family business that has a, a bed and breakfast. Then we added on holiday accommodation. I just grew up in it. 2011 came into the business full time. And then in 2016, that's when I started helping other hosts. And I've been doing this for a long, long time. I've learned so many things along the way. I've done nearly done 500 podcast episodes on the Boosley podcast. And I still, get people messaging me saying, oh, what is this? Or what is that? And I'm like, it's on the YouTube. It's literally there. It's right there. And they go, oh, I can't find it. So I've got now it's like, it's simple. Buy the book. It's, literally, yeah, yeah. it's all there. So, so that, that's why I put the book together. It's more for my sanity. <laughs> but at the same time, it will help everybody. And even if I can just help you cut down on your over-reliance by maybe a grand a month or 5% or 10% over an annual revenue, that, that, that over a year, that can build up to four figures, five figures, potentially six figures in profit, extra profit coming in, which is only going to benefit you, your family and all the, all your staff. Absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned there about uh, before educating your guests. And I think that's kind of a really key word there because, uh, you know, people are just so used to just out of habit, just going to booking.com or going to Airbnb and, um, I suppose, you know, what you're talking about in your book is actually interrupting that so that uh, I suppose, you know, if a guest comes, they stay with you and you give them the option to book direct, come back to you. That's one thing. But if they've not heard of you before, then you essentially have to interrupt their normal habits of going directly to booking.com. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So there's three ways to do it. And there's, also a context is that if you've got somebody coming to stay with you, so our family business was in Scarborough. So if we've got a future potential guest, an FPG, as I like to call them, so we've got a future potential guest who's coming to Scarborough, who's never been to Scarborough before, doesn't know anybody in Scarborough, hasn't got a point of context. Realistically, they are going to go to who they know, like, and trust. And that's just going to be one of the big brands because they spend millions, if not billions, trying to make sure that they are visible for that top of mindness. So you're going to have to suck up the, the, the OTA book in there. But my, my thing is that if a guest ever rebooks with you and they book via the same OTA, it's 100% your fault. Mm. 
Right. And I had a chat with booking.com and, and I, from, from the work that I do and from the shows and the events that I get to speak at, I'm obviously going to bump past with them. And, you know, I get to know there's, there's a lot of really nice people working there. And I got chatting to them and I got chatting to them about this. And every single one of them said to me, yeah, I totally get it. If a guest is going to rebook with a property, they should book direct with the property. But the problem is, well, not the problem. They said the good thing for them and the bad thing for everybody else is that they they don't know how to do it. Yeah. And that really stuck by it is that that literally shows what they think of hosts is that they don't think that the hosts know how to do it. So it's all about re-educating. It doesn't have to be fancy work. It doesn't have to be spending millions or billions. It can be done for free, which is the cool thing about it. The best thing you can do right now, if anybody's got any rental accommodation right now, you can actually, after this podcast or during this podcast, go and get little cards and go and put it on the table of the kitchen of your properties. Right. Get a little fridge magnet, stick it on the fridge, fridge magnet and put stick on the fridge and say, when you book with us, book direct and you will save money and just list off the incentives. And if you think, well, that sounds so simple. It is simple, but nobody does it. And all you have to do, you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Go and look on the websites of Hilton, Marriott, Premier Inn. Go look at what the big chains are doing, Travel Lodge, and look at how they talk about direct bookings. Again, so it's when you book with us directly, you get free Wi-Fi. It could be earlier check-in, late checkout. They are already doing this and they're sinking this in and they're re-educating their guests. They're doing it at, at their website level. So when I come to do all this sort of training, I go to everybody, don't try and reinvent the wheel. It's already been done. These big chains have done it. We just have to put it onto our website now and into our mentality. So there's an offline solution right there and there's, a, and there's, a, and there's an online solution. So it's really simple to do. The problem is, is that so many people, well, you, you don't know what you don't know. Some I've been saying for years now, you don't know what you don't know. But this is why I do podcasts like this and I do webinars and trainings and YouTube and the podcast and all about jazz is because I want to be able to show people, listen, it can be done. It's simple. And this is how to do it. Okay. So obviously you cover all of this in your book, but could you give us a taster of, you know, a few things, for example, you know, you've mentioned there about the business cards on the table. Okay. Step one. Um, but you know, is there anything else in terms of how you target a, a certain type of guest or, you know, what are the kind of first steps people should take? Yeah. I mean, um, 2022, we're recording this obviously 17th of March, 2022. It's very much a different business than what it was in 2019. 2019, you could just whack up a couple of pictures on Airbnb and be fine. (laughs) Coming in 2022 and over the last couple of years, so many more people have been introduced to this short-term rental game. And there's so many more people in it. Airbnb are calling out for millions of more because the the popularity hasn't just come in from people who are looking for another investment option or looking to get into this as a business or, or their career. Guests are getting into it as well. So the people that normally would go stay in a big hotel, in a city apartment or whatever like that, they're now in, into short stays because it's different. People who used to go on their cruises aren't doing the cruise for whatever reason. So now they've, they've come into this industry and the taster is there and it's not going away. You know, the 2022 trend is that the amount of people that had a staycation last year, it's going to be on a similar-ish level um, to this year. Even though they want to be able to get on a plane and have a bit of sun, they still want to have that staycation as well. These these new little four to five week, every four to five week, they'll have a little mini break is a, is a thing, especially with more people working from home, not having to be in an office. They can work literally anywhere. So the new trend is called workcations. So what you've got to do, you've got to figure out now which type of guest you want to appeal to 
And you need to structure the layout of your property, the design, the colors, everything around appealing to them. You've got to niche down on your hospitality or short-term rental business, where in the past you could just go to Ikea, you know, buy the same old furniture, the same bedding, whack it up and take pictures. Now you've got to be a little bit more clever and unique. So if you want to go down the route of appealing just to contractors, it'll be a different layout, be a different business. And if you want to appeal to the family, so you pick a niche and really stick to it and don't try and appeal to everybody, try and appeal to the few. And I guarantee you there's going to be some people scratching their head going, well, that doesn't make sense. Those that pick a niche and stick to it will win hands down because you've only got a limited amount of availability. You're not an Etsy. You're not an Amazon shop with unlimited stock. You've only got, if you've only got one property, you've only got 365 nights you need to fill in a year. You know, and even if you fill 365 nights, your cleaning staff are going to be shouting at you because, you know, you've literally making them work all the time. But what I'm getting at here is you've only got 52 weeks to sell. That's only 52 potential week bookings that you can sell. So you've got a limited amount of availability. So really narrow down on who you're trying to speak to, stick to it. And then once you know who you're speaking to, everything becomes easier. So the pictures that you show, the pictures that you take, the words that you use, the copy that you use, the emails that you send, the Facebook posts that you do, the Instagram posts that you do, just makes life so much easier when you know who you're speaking to. And yeah, I mean, that if you're the first time you've ever heard the word custom avatar, you may be listening or watching this going, what is this guy talking about? I promise you, if you pick up this, it'll make you, it'll make so much sense because I go into a bit more detail. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I love the work, workations. Yeah. Workation. Yeah, I, I like the idea of that because obviously I work from home. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I like the idea of that. And you know, I've thought about it myself going off for, you know, taking the family for a couple of weeks at a time. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's certainly a growing, a growing uh, clientele. Sure. It's massive. It's, it's a it's a thing. It's definitely being recorded and tracked because what's happening now is every four to five weeks, instead of having like one big three week or two week vacation, which really hard when you bring into kids into the mix and whatnot because of, of all the things. So what's happening is every four to five weeks, which is no, no, which is no coincidence that a term, a half term is six weeks. What's happening is that every six weeks they're realizing, right, we've got February half term, there's Easter coming up and then you've got May half term coming up. They're just going away for like three or four or five days. Mm-hmm. And it's a case of where, right, I've got a little bit of work to do, but I'm going to be in reactive mode. So I'll just answer emails, do a couple of calls. And then if I get done by 9, 9.30, we can go out for the day and I'll just do a little bit after the kids go to bed. But you're in a different location. You're not at your house. And this is becoming such a recurring theme. And this is happening more and more and more. So you get away, you have that mini break, you all feel good, you come back and then, you you know, you've got your routine again. So it's, it's happening more and more. So staycations, workations is, is a thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what I like about your, uh, you know, your uh, business model about booking direct is, you know, as you say, there's more and more competition. This allows for more and more profits because, uh, you know, can you just, for people who don't know what, you know, the sort of um, fees involved of booking.com and Airbnb, just can people give an example? Yeah. So with booking.com, uh, it's a 15% commission minimum when a booking comes in. Airbnb, depending on your business model, starts at 3% and then quickly raises up to 14% and can go further. And it's the same with the Expedia group as as well. So if you've got one property um, over a course of of a year, if you're, you know, if you're spending a lot of commission costs, the savings with a direct booking will be kind of low, but 
the, it's not always about the financials. It, obviously, the more you go up in your portfolio, so two, three, four, five, seven, ten. I speak to people who've got 100 plus properties. When they start to save that, like even a 2% shift can have yeah. massive, massive implica- implications of five, six figures, uh, like a boost in their profit, which is really good for the balance sheets, keeps the accountants happy and all that jazz. But it's not just the financials when it comes to it. When you get a direct booking, there's no middleman. So if anybody has ever had an issue with a guest and you've had to report it to Airbnb, you've all got PTSD right now, me talking about this, because you know how much of an ass it is to literally report it and get any sort of resolution back. Even with their new air cover, it's still a pain in the ass. When it's your direct booking, it's you, your terms, your house, your land, your rules. And it just makes life so much, so much easier when you've got these direct bookings coming in. And if you've got contractor or corporate direct bookings coming in, you know how easy that is because it's literally a case of you dropping a call into the office saying, hey, are the guys back next week or next month? Yep, boom, here's the invoice paid, done. And that's how simple and easy a life it it really can, can be when you get to that level. And so it doesn't matter whether you've got one property or if you're closing in on 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50, the more that you can healthily balance your ratio of bookings, say 50-50, amazing. If you can get to 70% direct bookings, 30% reliance, amazing. You know, Let's just not have it the other way where it's 80% reliant on OTAs, 20% direct, because that is when the problems start to happen. Yeah, I mean, it makes complete sense. If you're self-managing, it's a, just a no-brainer really to, to maximize that, that profit margin through the direct bookings. What about people who have got um, like a management agency, a company running the property for them? Yeah, well, you've gone to the agency because of time more than anything. You haven't got the time and you're just using that, that agency. And I've done a couple of talks and, and, and events now where, where it's been a property focused one where people in the room aren't always in it themselves and excited. And they come up to me and they said, I'm using an agency or sound. And it goes, um, you should speak to them. <laughs> okay. So it's like, it's not so much me speaking to that property person. It's more, you need to go to your agency and go here, I'm going to buy you a gift. Here it is. And, <laughs> and see how they take that. I mean, I'm, I'm sometimes their best friend. I'm sometimes their worst enemy because I'm here talking about all these things and these property agencies, small or large have got um, landlords and people who are listening to me going, they should be doing that. I should be doing that. Yeah. So the best friend, or I can be the, the worst enemy. So it really, it really does, really does differ on that one. But if you're you are in that position, if you are an owner of a property and you haven't got the time and you've given it to a management company and where they are bringing in 80, 90% of your bookings through an, o, an OTA, you should really be having a word because the reason why you go with a management company, and I've done a whole podcast on this, is that you should be going with a management company who has tons and tons and tons of contacts in your area. So wherever your property is, you need tons of contacts with businesses, with um, guests and all that, because that's why you go with them because you're tapping into their network because they should be proactively always calling the businesses in and around your area and finding if they need accommodation. And then they will fill up your properties from just that. And how do you, how do you know how good a company is? Ask to see the proof, you know, anybody, I've been in sales a long, long time. And I got to a point where I was like a kind of a sales manager and you'd have people come to you saying, oh yeah, I'm in at sales, minute sales, prove it. Show me, show me your close records, show me your proof, you know? And then it's yeah. like the same with a, a, an agency. I'd get them to show me their proof of their records and, and 
owners and what I always do. And, and this, this is a tip I've always had. And I, I created this at the granary. So we used to have advertising companies, whether it be the Yorkshire Post, whether it would be X, Y, or Z, call up me and say, hey, you should advertise your business on, on our site because we are mint. And I was like, all right, sound, prove it. And then what I'd ask them to do is I'd ask them to give me two customers who use their service and I'd call them. But I wouldn't just go on that because anybody can cherry pick two. Yeah. I'd go onto their website. I'd find two people who were advertising on their site in our area and I'd call them. And then I'd ask them for their honest opinion. And that's what I would be also doing if a management company come to me. I'd go on their website, find which properties they're using, do a little bit of research, a little bit of detective work, find out who it is and then call, call them and, and ask. And I'll be doing exactly the same as well as them getting them to show me their proof. That's a, a great tip there. Yeah. Um, so for people who are, you know, the, the looking at booking direct as a, a, you know, increasing their income stream, is there anywhere that they get stuck on or, um, you know, is there any kind of particular uh, area that that people need more help? Yeah, it's, it's consistency. It really is consistency um, because yeah. again, in hospitality, and I've said this numerous of times in this industry, we have, so it's, we are very fortunate that we are so in demand. We are literally in demand for places to stay. There's dates in your calendar. You can look at 12 months ahead and the specific dates on your calendar that you know that you could book out three or four or five times over. August bank holiday, Christmas, whatever it may be, right? And that's not even included local events. So it could be right now you've got the Cheltenham Festival. I guarantee there's properties around there literally booking out. You've got Grand National entry coming up soon and all those sort of things. You know, there's specific dates in your calendar you can sell out three or four or five times over. Because of that, we are very lucky. That's why you, you can get away with having one property on one site and you can pretty much get bookings coming in, even now, right? The, the, the blessing of that is that it's guaranteed revenue. The curse is that because it is so easy, you become over-reliant and you become lazy. And they just go, oh, don't worry about it. Booking.com and Airbnb also. I'll just put it up in there. I'll put the price down. And, and this is the problem is that when you become over-reliant and lazy and you stop, it literally can take a dodgy review, a yeah. dodgy guest, a crappy yeah. listing or whatever just to go boom. I mean, I've been saying this since 2016. I did not think in 2020 it was going to be a global pandemic that would shut the world down and all the OTAs would close off all the calendars. But that's what happened. And I fortunately know one too many businesses that didn't make it out the other end because they put all of their eggs in one basket and they were screwed. And this is why this is important. And as a business owner, you have to have to have to. And it's not just hospitality. I, I would say the thing to a a car salesman, I would say the same to anybody that's over-relying on auto trader or wherever for, for their income is that you've got to be able to build up a database and a network of people that you can contact and call and email and message to spread the word of your business, aka like every other industry out there. Like I do website design. There's not a booking.com of website designs or an Airbnb website design. I can go and list my services and be guaranteed to gain revenue. I have to build my brand. I have to do the awareness. We have to do the work, do podcasts, do all that social media stuff to, to draw attention and trust, et cetera. And that's what we have to do. And the one thing that stops hosts is consistency. And if you do daily consistent actions, then you will get the benefits of it. The problem is, is that people don't, and they make up all the excuses in the world. And then that's why we end up paying all that money in commission costs. So yeah. consistency. Good answer. Uh, final question then, in terms of um, what is important to the guests, because obviously if you're uh, contacting them to attract them to book direct with you, uh, you're saying about the bigger hotels offering free Wi-Fi, uh, you know, these kind of things. 
these days, like free Wi-Fi, you you know, you'd imagine a standard, right? Um, but what is more, what is most important to the guests to get them to rebook? Is it the discount? Is it, you know, like free croissants and orange juice on the table? Or is it uh, free Wi-Fi? Is there a kind of skew of where what's more important to them? It comes back to the customer avatar. It really does. Um, because again, there's no one incentive to fit all. Right. For example, there'll be some type of guest that will be the price is their main thing. Then you'd go lead with that. There may be some that would really, really dig having an earlier check-in. Yes. Or a later checkout or X, Y, or Z. Now, this is something that I see so many people not doing. And you could easily package this up as as something that could be a direct booking benefit. So in, in your accommodation now, you'll probably be providing tea, coffee, and amenities, right? For free, without doing anything about it or making a song and dance about it. How cool would it be if you just went to B&M, bought one of those little wicker hampers, put it on the table, put the tea and the coffee, maybe a bottle of wine or a bottle of bubbles or something similar, not too much of an expense in there and just say, this is your welcome hamper, right? Call it your welcome hamper. And for anybody who books via an OTA, you can say, hey, would you like a, a welcome hamper on arrival? It's only an extra 15 pounds, 20 quid. And then you can go. Um, by the way, if you book direct, you get the welcome hamper. For free. So you're not providing anything extra than what you already are to yeah. an extent. It's just a little cost for the wicker hamper. It's just a little message to the cleaning staff. Hey, don't just leave it on the kitchen. Put it in the wicker hamper. These guys are booked direct or don't have it out because these guys haven't paid for it, et cetera. And they book very an OTA. And it's re-educating. People don't want to be punished, you know, at the end of the day. And if you can just do that little psychological tint that's saying, oh, hang on a second. If I'd have just booked direct, I'd have got a bottle of bubbles for free, you know, and, you know, and, and, and there's, this, there's this big saying about Wi-Fi on planes. Seth Godin said this, this tale many, many, many years ago. And he was on a plane with one of the first ever planes that Wi-Fi was enabled and the day before, Wi-Fi wasn't available on the plane. The plane takes off, fine flight, no complaints. On the first flight that had Wi-Fi enabled, the pilot takes off into the air. And about 10 minutes, just after they've taken off, the Wi-Fi com- comes on and says, sorry, everybody, the Wi-Fi is not working. Mass complaints, mass hysteria. Oh, I can't believe we haven't got Wi-Fi. But it's because they announced that they had the Wi-Fi 24 hours earlier, the exact same flight going to the same destination. There was no Wi-Fi on that plane. It's just about how you present everything to, to people and whatnot. And again, with that sort of example of the the wicker, the welcome hamper with the little wicker basket, it's not a big expense, but it can just twist that little switch in, in the guest mind to go, you know what? I should have booked direct. Yeah, just about making it easy for them and making it more just a bit of a no-brainer, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wow, okay. So, um, do you know in your book you've got so many tips we've hardly just covered anything um i know there's loads more in your book so i would encourage everybody to go and check that out um because i know you've got lots more value to add as well as your own community that you set up do you want to tell us a bit about that as well yeah so please come and join it's called the hospitality community it's on facebook if you go into facebook and type in hospitality community it'll pop up at the top we've got 6,500 members in there. Um, it's really small group, but it's really engaged, which is fantastic. We've got about a 92% engagement. On average, a Facebook group is 23%. So it's it's really up there. And, and you know, every single day I pop in and I give a little bit of help advice, but we also ask tons of questions. And there's a nice little community in there. We've got people from all over the world 
all the niches. So if you're just in service accommodation, if you're in rent to rent model and you want to maybe chat with somebody who's got a guest house or a hotel or a glamp site, people are in there and it's a, it's a real cool group of people. And it's been, it's been really good in 2020, 2021. And, and now with all everything that's been going on just to have somewhere to go in, we have a little thing on, on the Tuesday called the Tuesday rant. We just say, listen, this is a private group, just get it off your chest, whatever it may be. And it's been really cool to see. And we counterbalanced a rant with the good karma Wednesday, 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 we call it. People come in and share their wins. So yeah, it's a nice, really nice little group. And um, yeah, please do come and check it out. Fantastic. Well, we'll put links to those in the show notes as well as links to your book. Um, and yeah, we just look, you know, wish you all the best with the Thank book you. launch and um, yeah, and, and, and you're what you're up to. It sounds fantastic. And yeah. Um, Thank you very much for your time today. Oh, thanks for having me and thanks for the support. It means the world. So thank you again. Oh, no, absolutely. It's great what you're up to. Um, and for anyone who is interested in service accommodation training, uh, YPN run our own. So I host their own uh, training program. It's called Total SA. So the link is in the show notes for that as well. So if you're interested in joining uh, and getting some training from experts in the industry, uh, people who've written in the magazine, uh, as well as people like Mark, um, who've come and spoken on our program. So uh, that's all for today, guys. We look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, thanks very much, Mark. Thank you again. Bye.